Good morning and welcome to our weekly leadership call. It's a brand new week, but it's also a brand new year. I'm so excited to be with all of you uh, as we kick off this year together, together, 2022. Can you believe it? It's a ride. I think back to Y2K in 2000, you know, 1999, where are we going to get to 2000? What was going to happen? Here we are. Here we are, folks, 22 years later, kicking off another year, and we are kicking off. This is the second year of a brand new decade, year two of a new decade, and y'all, we're on a roll. And I get excited as I say that because you all have made this possible. Neolife is on a roll. Sales are growing. The need is bigger than it's ever been. That's both exciting and it breaks your heart, but the need is greater than it's ever been for our products, for our business opportunity. And so, folks, we are in the right place at the right time, kicking off a brand new year, and whatever you dream, whatever you want to achieve, let me tell you something, there are people around the world whose very life, whose very health, whose, their dreams, their futures, hang in the balance of you and I stepping up fearlessly in a big way and seizing the day. Capadium, right? So my name is Josh Clark. I have the privilege of serving as your host for today's leadership call. The main content is coming from my special guest, so I'm just the host here. I'm super excited to, uh, to be with you and like all of you to hear from the special guest that's going to be speaking in just a moment. Now, first things first, I do have a couple things. I want to welcome all of our guests. If you're brand new, if you joined this past week, and it's, been, it's exciting to watch the leaderboard, by the way. I hope you all are logging into your back office watching you know, the monthly leaderboard, the quarterly leaderboard. And if you saw that, you saw people were racing. They were pushing, even over the holidays, bringing new people on board and um, helping set people up for amazing success here in 2022. So thank you to all of you who enrolled new people. And those of you who are new, welcome. Glad to have you with us. All right, now, the moment you've been waiting for. I'm super excited to introduce to you my dear friend. As I said, you make some of your best friends in this business. Okay, I met him through the business, and he's such an amazing friend. I could think, wait, did I know him before the business or after the business or because of the business? But it's because of the business that I know this guy. And I've stayed in his home. He stayed in my home. Our kids are like best friends. Um, they can't wait to see them. They love keeping up with them on Facebook and all and seeing what's going on. This is the kind of friendship you get out of this business. Y'all meet my dear friend, Dwight Johnson. He's not just a friend, honestly. He's more like a brother. Y'all, you know what I'm talking about. You feel that way about our family. He's like a brother. Dwight Johnson, please join me, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you've got lined up for us today. And let's give a shout-out to Merrily. Thank Merrily. I know that uh, you're representing the whole team, but everybody loves Merrily, too. Absolutely. In fact, I was hoping to have her on the call because uh, I, I got – Josh, you and I talked about this while I was out on a boat, and I had no cell reception. So by the time I told her, it was, I believe, last night. And she had a little bit of panic in her eyes, <laughs> but, but she was game. She loves everybody on the team so much. She said, absolutely, I'll share whatever you want me to share. And she was willing to pitch in. And then we reread it, and we're like, actually, it looks like it's just me. So I'm going to get on there and do, do the goals, which it's fun that you brought up the subject of goals. I love goals um, now that I've rephrased it in my life because goals were always something that scared me. And I don't know if you want me to go into it right now, Josh, or you have more questions or whatnot. That's a good setup. That's a good setup. Um, you know, I, I wanted to brag about your team for a second. You're ready to rock and roll. So, um, yes, I'm excited about this topic here. But first, let me say, y'all, listen up to this guy. He's not just my friend, okay? Um, what's going to impress you far beyond that um, is the fact that that's, that's impressive to me that this guy is my friend. But what will impress you um, is, number one, he's your friend, too. You know that. Um, but beyond that is this guy has built a huge business, okay? Some of you know his story. Dwight, maybe you just quickly, I know we're here talking about business and goals, um, but, you know, maybe you want to quickly share the highlight for those that are so many brand-new people that probably, I was about to skip it, but that probably deserves a quick mention. Um, but Dwight has his own amazing story, and then he just jumped into business, and we're so glad he did because the guy runs, I mean, he's right there at a four-ruby volume business, okay? So a huge organization. And then, um, Dwight, I know that you guys are super proud of what's happened to your team. You got a new brand new one Ruby director, new Emerald director here just over the holidays. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Why don't you comment on that? And then we'll go from there. 
that means the world to me, Josh. Um, how I got involved with Neolife was by accident in my mind. Of course, everything happened for a reason, but um, I, I was going through some health crisis of my own. And when I think back on the fact that Alan Blaine was bold enough, number one, to reach out when his wife was struggling and be very vulnerable with everybody he knew saying, I need help. He was in desperation. And then to see her transformation and, and the way the product completely changed her life. You would never guess she ever had a health issue in her life if you see her now. And they came, took the time to come up to Oregon and share Neolife with us. And I think back on that time, I'm so grateful for them taking time out of their schedule to come up and share it with us because it changed my health. And my number one thing I told them when I started taking the product was I will not do the business. Like I, I did network marketing when I was 19. I never want to touch network marketing, will not do the business. Um, little did I know I go on later to win rookie of the year because once the products changed my life, I couldn't help but share it. I couldn't help but everybody I ran into to tell them about the difference that Neolife made in my life. And so when you see that transformation, and then I saw transformation upon transformation, meaning my health got better and better, but then I saw people coming off high blood pressure medications. I saw diabetes um, medications drop, and some people go off their insulin completely. I saw amazing things, cardiovascular, and once again, we can't claim to cure anything, and I'm not claiming that, but what's amazing is when your body gets what it needs, it, re it rebuilds itself. And I have seen such a transformation in so many people's lives from weight loss to you name it. It really gets you passionate about sharing the product. And that's, that's why I do Neolite. It wasn't because I saw the business option. I wish I was smart enough to say, man, I saw the money and I jumped in. I didn't. I saw the transformation in my life and then in other people's lives. And then the money kind of followed up afterwards. And it, speaking of that, that's what makes me even more passionate is the people who have gotten involved with this business, whether it was for the business opportunity because they were smarter than me and they saw that opportunity, or whether it was because they had a health challenge and this was the solution to that health challenge. I look at the people in our organization. We have several people, Josh, that are doing three Ruby volumes, that are doing two Ruby volumes, you know, that are doing multiple. The volume is there because we're a really product-centered arm of the company where we love the products they change lives but then i see people like katie who stepped up to one ruby katie and elisha Bofford. i can't leave elisha out i mean he's he's such a big part of that team and that energy that they create and they have you know three directors in their organization now we have kaya kaya and adam uh, van wingerden we have um carrie and um brian foss and then we also have jeff and julie stevens three amazing couples that I just absolutely love. And this is all part of my brother Chad's team. And so when I started looking at this, this crazy, awesome team that I have, I look at Micah Sinnott who's doing multiple Ruby volumes, Joel Gabby Merritt in their organization, um, Frank and Hattie. I, I mean, I, I'm going to miss out on directors because we have a lot of them. But, I, you know, Gabe and Mandy Boer who were doing two or one Ruby volume, you know, they got uh, the, the uh, Ben and Adina up in uh, – Alaska. I mean, you look at where the business leads, you end up in places all over the country. And I just, there's so many rad directors in our organization, Lisa Whitman, my goodness, what a, what a rock star she is. You know, and I, I know I'm going to miss someone and I'm going to be in trouble for it, but every one of them just brings so much to the table and they're just watching their lives change with me. Like, you know, here's Lisa who could do anything in the world. And yet she has seen such benefit in the product. She's seen such a transformation in her father-in-law's life. I mean, this is a guy who you want to see a modern-day miracle. Take a look at his story. I mean, it's crazy the amount of benefit these products bring to people's lives. So that's, that's why I get really passionate about sharing about Neolife. It's a transformation, not just financially. I mean, you look at Katie and Elisha making a, a six-figure income as a young couple with four kids, you know, working really hard. That's just their Neolife business. It also gives them freedom to do other things, which are bringing income. So they're doing really well financially, and yet they have a um, they have a lifestyle that they're not, you know, he's not working where he's traveling all over the world. He's not, you know, putting in his 16-hour days. He's able to be there as a father and be there as a husband. And so I, I see what Neolife does for people's lives, and it gets me really revved up that we have such a great opportunity to, to really transform people's lives. You know, Dwight, you get me fired up, and I was fired up from the start, but um, i got to make sure I, I, I sit still here. 
But, you know, I think about, like you said, there's so many people in your team that you can't even begin to mention them all, or you, you wouldn't be able to talk on the topics that we're here to talk about today. But I think about even Rebecca. I mean, I can't help mentioning one, you know, Rebecca in your team who, who, who I remember she was in nursing school with all these health challenges, right? And then she decided to drop out of nursing school because she said, I can do so much more with this business to help people, to help my family, you know, contribute financially, but also to help the greater good, the greater the world. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, life, that's serious life impact, serious. And um, so cool, so cool. So anyway, Dwight, thank you. The power of one person, you know, saying yes, showing up at that event. Power of Alan showing up to do that event. Power of you saying, showing up at that event. And then you decide to pay it forward. And so I pray that there's people on this call that are going to be convicted to get off their, as Louie says, rusty dusty, you know, and uh, go get to work and realize and, and, and have fun. And that's one of the things that's on your heart, I know. Now, um, to you know, enjoy the process, uh, the journey. Um, Dwight, before we do that, let's launch right into that. But why don't you just introduce real quick for us, uh, when I first met you, you were single. And something happened in between then and, uh, and now. And there's been an explosion and, uh, wow, look at that. That's not even the latest up-to-date picture, but I was able to grab that quick. I love it. Amen. That's, that's my, my wonderful gift, Marilee, who is my right-hand girl at everything. My goodness, she is, she's a rock star. She blesses me daily. And then my 10 children, who are really my world. I, I had a friend accuse me the other day. I think you like hanging out with your kids more than you do your friends. And I'm like, <laughs> guilty. Like, <laughs> I love hanging out with my kids. They're, they're my they're my buds, and uh, they bring me so much joy. So, yeah, Neolife has allowed us a lot of time to be able to invest in our family, and uh, obviously uh, childbearing hasn't been a massive issue. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Dwight, take it away into this topic today, a brand-new year. People, folks would like to be where you are and to see their team grow like your team is growing and multiplying. So can you start us off? I know you told me we got to start with mindset you know, um, how we view this thing of goals and all. So will you take it away? Yeah, Josh, I'm, I'm weird. And I'm, real quick, I'm just so glad you mentioned Rebecca. She is a rock star, and she brings so much joy to our team and energy and has been such an example of someone who said, I can help people, yes, some with nursing, but I can help them so much more with Neolife. And I know she's very excited she took that, that opportunity because not only has it been a massive blessing and massive freedom, but I have RN friends that are losing their jobs left and right in California and Oregon right now in, in the devastation in that wake. And these are people who turned up their nose at your life in the past, but now are starting to look at it as, wow, not only can we help more people, but there's more stability than I thought than there is over in the medical profession. You know, I thought medical profession was stability. Um, but, but that being said, it goes back to goals. What goals do we have for our life? What vision are we casting for our life? And, when I, when I think of goals, I used to think of them, they, these were things my, my instructors, my teachers would tell me, you've got to set goals. And it just sounded so restricting. Kind of like if you look at a budget wrong. If you look at a budget wrong, oh, a budget's restricting. No, a budget actually gives you freedom to grow the life you want to grow. And so same thing with goals. Goals are boundaries, and goals are, are um, to me, a vision of where you want to take your life. And so I, I sat down with my kids this year, and we do this quite often, where we'll sit down and we'll say, hey, what do you want your life to look like, not only this year, but five years down the road, 10 years down the road? What is the vision you want to create? Because I've run into so many people that are, you know, 15, 10, 15 years into their, their married life with children, and, and they realize they've just been kind of drifting through life. And, and then they hit the sandbar, and they're going nowhere, and they're kind of disillusioned and bummed. And I go, well, what did you picture your life looking like? And most of them are like, well, I don't know. I was just kind of drifting along. Well, if we're just drifting along in life, we're going to hit the sandbar. We're, we're going to end up in a place where we didn't expect because we weren't driving the cars. Me, I looked at Josh and I were talking about if I go on a vacation without thinking where I'm going, like it, nobody does that. If, if, if you want to go on a vacation, you pick a destination. You pick where you're going to end up on this vacation, and then you plan for it. You budget money. You budget time. You budget different resources. Nobody in their right mind hops in a car and just starts driving down the road and saying, I got the next two weeks off. Oh, maybe I should get some gas money. 
Like, but, but when it comes to our bigger picture of life, I feel like a lot of us do that. I've done it in the past where you're just getting up and going to work and you don't really take time to think, what is the road I'm on? Where do I want to end up? What is the destination? And I feel like so many people are looking for that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and they're not looking at how do we create the mechanism by which you create little gold coins going down the conveyor belt to the pot of gold and then you'll end up with a pot of gold because you earned it by blessing people and helping people. With Neolife, we had a huge opportunity there to bless so many people, and yet it's not going to happen unless we set goals, unless we set a vision for what we want to do with Neolife, and then a bit help others cast their vision for how they want to help others. And so to me, I look at it as vision casting, and then goals are breaking it down into the practical steps to make it happen. And, and you break it down, in my mind, into, I like to do quarters. I like to do 90-day quarters. For some reason, I went to a coaching thing. I was paying big money to get coached, and they broke it down every year into quarters. And I think that's really important because when New Year's comes, we all set these crazy goals. I'm going to do 1,000 push-ups a day. Like, really? Maybe for one day, if you're lucky, the next day you're going to be too sore to drink a cup of tea. I mean, it, it just doesn't work that way. You've got to set goals that are attainable, yet don't set them so low that they don't inspire you because you want them to get you out of bed in the morning. You want to have a vision that you want to pour your life and energy into. And so you get to set the goal. Don't let anyone else set your goals. You set your goals. That way they're yours. They're personal. And they motivate you. They get you excited about where you want to go, where you want to go. Um, I, I just feel like so many times we set a goal because we feel pressure from others to set certain goals because they're telling everybody what their New Year's resolution. What they're not telling you, though, is three weeks in, they've already quit. And, and I don't want to see any of you guys quit with your vision because you set an unrealistic one. Now, this is the cool part. No matter what your goal is, you're probably going to miss a day. You're probably going to fall off the wagon. It happens. That's okay. A goal isn't the strict thing that if you fall off, you get punched in the face. Like, if you fall off the wagon, you just get back on. Because quitting, Zig Ziglar always says, the, life, the road to success is tough. Quitting doesn't make it any faster. We don't get there any quicker by quitting. And so missing a goal is perfectly fine. That's a normal thing that happens. Getting back on the wagon is what most people don't do and then continue to plot ahead. Because this is the cool part. At the end of the quarter, you get to look back and say, okay, what did I win in? What did I lose in? How do I need to adjust my goal? How do I need to recalibrate? Because to pick a goal for the whole year, sometimes can seem overwhelming. But when you break it down to the quarter or even down to the month, you could really focus on doing those fundamental things that you have committed to do. And then at the end of the month, you could recalibrate. You could be like, wow, this is way too aggressive. I'm, I'm killing myself and my family, and this isn't going to be a healthy, healthy thing. Or you could go, man, I could do twice as much. I set the bar low. I'm actually having a lot of fun at this, and I can really step up my game. And then you adjust for the next month, and you continue to move the ball in the right direction. And I think, I forget who it was who said it, but I've stolen this quote from him for years. We overestimate what we can do in a year, and we grossly underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And so I think the same thing for a quarter. We overestimate sometimes what we can do in a month or in a quarter, but we underestimate what we can do if we continue to focus over a long period of time. And, and one of the things that encouraged me is I heard when they send a rocket up to the moon or up to wherever they're sending that rocket, it's only on course a very small percentage of the time. It's always a little bit off course one direction or another because you're shooting off an earth that's spinning and you're shooting for a object up there that's moving. And so it's constantly having to recalibrate to keep that thing on course. And so this is cool part. When you set a goal, you set a destination, you start going towards it, you're going to recalibrate as you go. It's not a fixed thing. But the main part is you continue to recalibrate. You continue to stay focused on what you're moving towards. And so I don't know about you, but I get really excited when I start envisioning where my life can be five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. And when you give yourself not, I always say there's, there's no such thing as unrealistic goals, just unrealistic timeframes. And so when you start looking at, you know, do you think you, I, I was joking with Josh. I said, I have a buddy. He told me one day, this guy made $30,000 a year. He's a 
wildland firefighter and construction worker, and just awesome guy. Love this guy. Always passionate, always game. But he told me, next year I'm going to make a million dollars. Okay. I said, that's, that's great. What's your, what's your plan? I don't know yet. But he had a goal. It was a very outlandish goal. But he had no plan. He had no framework. He, had no, he was just going to run around all year looking for his pot of gold. And what was sad is that year he actually made less than he normally did because he spent so much time looking for this pot of gold that he was going to find instead of going, how am I going to create the mechanism in which to build that million-dollar-a-year income or that six-figure income, whatever that income is, that you look down the road and say, if our family had this, we'd have more comfort, more freedom, more opportunity to give. Um, and, and so he had a, a vision with no practical application to it. And he went on for the next 15 years. I don't think he ever made more than about $40,000 a year, but he always kept thinking he's going to make a million dollars a year. And the sad part is that is, I think, what I call it my escape from reality dream. And all of us are allowed to have those. Those aren't bad. I, you know, my Mexico is my escape from reality dream. I, I finally woke up to the fact that every time life got hard, I was ready to move to Mexico and just live on a beach. You know, that was my escape from reality. And then we got to a place financially where we could do that. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do it right now. Now, I, I still have that dream. I still dream it. But I haven't made it something that I prioritize enough to break it down into practical steps to actually accomplish that goal. And so I think knowing the difference between my escape from reality, like we're going to Disneyland or whatever it is that people put in the back of their mind of their escape from reality and, and knowing what your actual actionable steps are to achieving whatever the realistic goal is that you want to achieve. And so separating what it is that you actually really want to do and make the steps to do it or those things that you kind of just dream about in the back of your mind, but you, you purposefully don't put the action steps in there. And I just want to make sure you know the difference because I think all of us have both dreams and both visions. Oh, I want to fly a private jet around the world. That's awesome. Are you actually taking the actionable steps to do that or is that something that just seems kind of fun? Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just I think we need to be honest with ourselves when we look at our visions and look at our goals and recognize, is this something I'm going to make happen? And if it is, then you're going to have to break it down into steps. And Alan Blaine just released a really great video on goal setting that if you guys have time to look at, I think it's, it's 20 minutes and it's a great practical, especially focused on Neolite, um, how to set these goals to where they're actionable, obtainable, and you can take the steps to achieve realistic goals. Anyhow, I kind of got off. I, I always do that because I get excited when I start talking about goals. Um, I, I'm still amazed when I look at my life, the blessing the Lord has, has laid on us because of the fact that he, he says in scriptures, if you're faithful in little, you'll also be faithful in much. And I, I think a lot of times we start picturing our lives too big rather than picturing how am I being faithful with what God, God has given me right now? And over time, if you're faithful with the conversation that's in front of you, with the relationship that's in front of you, with the person you're helping, whether it's business or product, over time that starts to build. And I've watched it as, you know, Katie's been faithful and Elijah has been faithful and little. It's Chad and Janice have been faithful and little. Brian and Micah have been faithful and little. All these different People in our organization have been faithful in the little things. Over time, that compound effect really starts to play out. And it's growing up weary and well-being. I think that's the biggest thing. There's so many people who can do it for a month. who can do it for three months. But very few people that can do it year after year after year. And when you start doing that, you start seeing that compound effect and the blessings that ripple through so many lives. And, and the money is just kind of a, a side product that's, that's fun. I don't turn it down. You like to keep knowing the checks. Um, but I just, that's not the motivation. You know, the motivation is to see the impact in people's lives. Josh? That's awesome. Uh, you are, we're getting a lot of feedback. Uh, Dwight, you are, uh, people are, you're hitting home. Uh, you're, you're offering that not only inspiration that we all need, you know, that encouragement, um, but you're also uh, practical, and I appreciate that. Just and I love how you began just by if people are really connecting with the idea of treating it like, you know, you're going on a vacation 
you know, you, where are we going? Let's put a little fun. Let's have fun. It's fun to plan a vacation, right? He doesn't get excited about that. And, and I really think that whole mindset you started this with, helping us not see it as drudgery or looking back in the past, well, I failed. I've set goals before and I failed. Therefore, you know, throw it all out. Well, I mean, I mean, our children would never walk, right? Our children would never read. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, we would never allow that as parents, our children, to do that. But you know, as adults, it's amazing how we can, in fact, as we get older, you know, we may be wiser, but are we? I'm not sure. So I think you're really helping us go back to a childlike enthusiasm and excitement um, for life. Yes, it's hit you hard. Yes, you've been through pain. Yes, you've been hurt. Yes, you've been disappointed. You know, I mean, look at this past year, you know, 2020, 2021, you know, challenges that we didn't expect. But you're helping us to say, hey, you can you can treat this like a vacation. What do you want? And you said something to me earlier that really hit home, and you touched on it today, but that, you know, people, if they don't plan, if they don't set goals, then they get to this point in life where all of a sudden they wake up one morning, describe that, right? And they, they find themselves disappointed, and why? It's not where they wanted to be, but why? What, why touch on that for a moment? Well, I think I think the biggest thing that I felt from them when they expressed their feelings of the frustration that they're trapped in is is they never they never pull the map out for their life. You know, they, they drive to a location, you put your Google address in, and you go where they never planned out their life. They never really thought about it. They got a job doing something because their uncle offered it to them, or because their dad did that for a living. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they didn't put any thought into it, and they end up down the road going what was my direction? What was I doing? They, they never set goals. Um, and Brian Stinnett actually hit this really good one. He was back at the uh, leadership back there, and he talked about they weren't, he had set these goals, but he hadn't set obtainable steps, and it, it, he wasn't getting any closer to his goals because of that. You know, the, the goal of more time freedom, more income, they weren't happening automatically. He had to actually break it down into bite-sized steps and take actionable steps to start moving in that direction. He goes, in fact, I'm getting further away from my goal because I'm getting older and I'm not getting closer. That means technically it's more unattainable. And so I think what I sense from them a lot of times is they feel like they're in a prison. They're in a jail cell of their own making. They created the cell, but they're in a cell and they keep getting up and doing things they don't want to do every day for people they don't want to do them for because they feel trapped uh, because of what I call the drug of a paycheck. You know, they can't live without that paycheck. They've got to get that fixed every week or every two weeks. Otherwise, their life as they know it literally ceases to exist. And so, to me, that's what we offer people is we're knocking on the outside of the cell saying, hey, the air outside is wonderful. You can, you can breathe out here. You can do what you want. You can live the life you want to create. You can go explore. You can, go, you can live life more abundantly. You can help more people. But we can't break that cell down and help them escape, we literally have to coach them on how to get out of the cell. They have to want to get out of the cell. They have to, we'll tell them how to dig the tunnel, but they have to dig the tunnel. And then once they're on the outside, the only thing I ask of them is help others get outside of this jail cell. Because once they experience that freedom and they're breathing fresh air and they have a dream again, you know, a lot of these people forgot how to dream. They just don't see it ever happening. So they quit dreaming. And they've given up. And like you said, with a child, they don't give up because sitting on their butt the rest of their life isn't an option. Like they, they want to learn how to walk. They're going to keep failure is not an option. You're not going to crawl the rest of your life. You've got to get up on your feet and walk. And yet so many times as adults, failure is an option. We're okay with quitting. We're okay with giving up on our dreams. We're okay with walking away from it. And failure shouldn't be an option. Like, you should be able to get in the ring, get punched, get knocked on your rear, go, okay, yeah, I need to look out for that left hook. That one really hurts. And, and get back up and go at it again. And I just feel like if you can create a vision that inspires you, you know, build that, that vacation or that journey or that life that inspires you, then you have so many more odds of doing that than if you didn't. You know, if you're doing something because – your dad or your school teacher. I mean, I hear people all the time, yeah, I went on and got my master's degree in this because my teacher said I was smart. Are you excited about it? Are you passionate about it? Does this get you out of bed in the morning? No, I hate it. Why did you do it? Well, my teacher said I'm smart and I should do it. Well, 
that's a different kind of smart than the smart I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the smart than most of your life. I want to do this. I think this would be fun. I think this would have value to other people. And, and one of the things I really I miss, but I want to look back on is when we make goals looking forward, I think it's important if we're going on a vacation, we don't have to take everything we own. Mm. Not everything's going to serve us well to where we're going. And so same thing when we're, when we're building this new future and we're building it in our mind and we're creating goals, look back on the last year and say, what, what things didn't serve me well? What things held me back? What things were, were extra burden that I drug all the way to the end of this year that I don't want to drag through 2022? Like, I just, I just want to be able to loosen some of those burdens off your shoulders of baggage that's not serving you well. You know, I, and it may, be, it may be relationships. I hate to say that. That's brutal. But there are sometimes relationships that can be toxic and holding you back from moving forward. It could be um, I, me, it's my iPhone. I spent too much time on it. And I'm looking at going, that was a waste of time. I got, I got to get better at this. I got I to gotta be able to focus more. They can be Facebook, Instagram, all wonderful things, but they can hold you back from doing what you were created and put on this planet to do. And so I look at the, what are the things that I can kick off my plate? Because a lot of times we look at, you know, goals or New Year's resolutions that what are the cool things I'm going to add? But if we add a bunch of stuff and we don't take things off, we end up just really getting crushed beneath the burden of obligations that we really don't need to be doing. And so... I really encourage you to look at the things that aren't serving. It could be another business. I've, I've had people that are looking and they look at the last, the other business that they're building and they realize they've spent seven years into it and they're making $30,000, $40,000 a year at the end of the year after all the expenses and overhead and stress and time. And they're like, I need to just, you know, as, as Mr. Wonderful would say, take it out behind the bar and shoot it. Like, it, it just get that out of your life so you can focus on the things that are going to carry you into 2022. 2023, 2024, all the way up to 2030. I mean, we need to be looking out what is going to really impact other people's lives and what is going to set us free financially to be able to do these things and live these dreams. Um, uh, you have to get really real about what things do we need to cut away from our lives so we can travel forward a little more um, efficiently. Wow. I think that that is a huge piece right there that we could have all gotten on this even for any one of these points alone. Um, but talking about what are you taking with you into 2022, um, <clears throat> I mean, that's, a, that, that's, an honest, that, that's an honest piece, another honest piece of this conversation because we're here to, you know, we want to encourage one another. We want to, you know, I need to be reminded of these things every single year. And I appreciate that piece of reality that you can't step up and go here while trying to drag, go on vacation while trying to drag the whole house behind you. I mean, there are a lot of things that become weights um, that you're right are, are dragging us back. I'll give you an example. I got a goat right now. <laughs> I got a goat right now that is a, a buck that uh, figured out how to get out of the fence. I've got a really nice fence. I mean, it's got field fencing, board fencing as well. It's a sturdy fence. But guess what? That goat's pretty athletic. You know something about goats, Dwight. And uh, this goat figured out how to take a running start and jump full-size field fencing and use his feet, that little the board, you know, it's, it's like a, an inch here, use that as well to launch over it, the top rail. And um, anyway, super athletic goat. But somebody said, you know how you can keep that goat in the fence? And by the way, if you want to see it, just go to my uh, – well, I guess it was an Instagram post. I'm going to post the video, actually. I guess the story's up. I have a story on my Instagram. I'm going to post it when we're done. But anyway, he, uh, they said, you want to keep him in the fence? Tie something to him. You know, like a, something got a bucket or something, which, by the way, I've not done this because there could be some other dangers with that. But he said, tie something to the goat, and the goat will all of a sudden realize, who am I to try to jump over that fence and break free? He can't unless he lets go of, you know, that, you know, that tether. That it's just a five-gallon bucket. They said tie a five-gallon bucket to the goat, and all of a sudden it won't be able to jump the fence with a five-gallon bucket. It's pulling behind him. <laughs> so, you know, the point is again, I have not done that because there's concerns of what could happen, how the rope could get tangled around them anyhow in the process. <laughs> but, but people are doing that every day, aren't they? They've got this rope tied to this worthless bucket, and no, they can no longer jump out, and they're trapped forever. 
So I love that, Dwight. Yeah. That's a great, great point you just made for us. Um, if I figure out a way to do it safely to train this goat, then I will. <laughs> yeah, I figure out a safe way to do that. But what's interesting, you're talking about tying it to the goat. We as humans who should be smarter than goats tie these things to us so we can't break out. And yet the goat has figured out how to stay lean, mean, and effective. Um, I just look at it. I, I know people who, you know, they have 37 cars that don't run, so they can't, they can't move on with their life because they're tinkering with these things. And I'm just like, uh, you know, you can buy something that runs and move on with your life if you just change vision a little. So I, I, whatever it may be, you know, whatever it may be that's holding you back, um, and the friends that, you know, we joke about the lobster in the bucket, where every time one starts to get out, the others pull them back in. And, and it, it's weird that way, but you get around people that have this mentality of they can't make it in life. They can't get ahead in life. They can't, you know, the, the system's rigged. No, it's not. It's not rigged. There, I think somebody said the other day, there's 1,700 millionaires being created a day. Okay, the system is not rigged. We can still get out there and add value to other people's lives and have a life, you know, turn off the TV, turn off the news. As far as, as the news is concerned, nothing's going to work. And I go, no, turn that off. That didn't serve me well in 2020. didn't serve me well in 2021. I don't need a lot of news. I don't need a lot of that. I need to be focused on creating the world that I'm building right here and not worried about what's happening in, in Washington, D.C. I jokingly say the 20 square miles surrounded by reality. Like, I, uh, this, this is my world. And so we need to be focused on creating value here and not letting all these other things. And a lot of times it's just things in our minds that are holding us back from, from being who God created us and put us on this planet to be. And, and that breaks my heart. I, mean, I want to see people get free of that and be able to pursue what it is that the Lord created them to do. And, and you see it so often in real life. I mean, I talk about my team, but you talk about, you know, the Louis Smith, the, you know, Alan Blaine, the Clark team, you know, not a St. Germain, and you could go on and on. Um, just amazing people that have broke free and are helping impact so many lives. I think that's a great point. Sometimes we're trying to be everybody. You know, we're trying to be, we're trying to be everything, everybody, uh, read everything. You know, I've gone through seasons of my life where, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been very controlled the last eight years on what I read, and it's reading things are going to help me reach the goal, help me serve my team. You know, I'm headed into another season, as many know, where I'm going to go to Washington and with God's help and, and fix that mess. So and there's a season where I will be reading more about that and, 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 and tackling these challenges and providing solutions. But, you know, if you're, you recognize the season of life you're in, and I think what I hear you saying, and focus on that season, and then get somebody else to tackle the other problem. You know, like I've got people sending me to Washington to say, "You go fix that problem." You know, you go take a break and go fix that, and we're going to stay focused on this problem here. And I think that's a you can't be I've, the greatest you know thing I've always cautioned myself against, uh, even from a young age, because I certainly have plenty of interest. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it can also become dangerous if you're not in the season you're supposed to be in. You're trying to be a jack of all trades, you'll be a master of none. Um, you know, so I think there's some really good advice there that you're offering. Thank you. Now, I'd like to wrap this up with, um, you know, you talked about the guy who said, I want to make a million dollars next year, okay? And, you know, as far as you know, he's not made more than, say, 40000 or so um, every year since then, okay? So you talked about the importance of have fun with this, put together a plan, where do you want to go on vacation? Be, be realistic, challenge yourself enough, but not unrealistic. Um, I love it. You said there's no unrealistic goals. It's just unrealistic time frames. That was a really good one. I heard people repeating that. They walked away with that. That was great. Y'all keep, you know, sharing what you're taking away from this call, by the way. We're about to wrap this up. So please, if, if one thing is, what is the one thing? I'm pausing for a moment. Sorry, guys. I'm excited. Uh, let me, let me I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to come back to Dwight with a question, but I want to pause. We're going to be done with this in a few minutes. So make sure you're boiling this down to what is your takeaway. What are you going to do about this time we've spent here? What is the – there are a lot of great points, but there's one point that trumps everything, and it's different for each per, person here, right? What is the one thing that you're going to walk away from this call with that you need to put into place right away? And then what's number two, right? You can go as far as you want, but make sure – you don't just say, that was great, right? 
um, Dwight has really broken this down to make this very um, um, actionable, uh, very specific, very actionable. So let's make sure we all walk away with something from this call. If we don't, it's our fault. Um, so, so Dwight, as we begin to wrap this thing up, back to you, what would you say is, what would you do so we don't end up as that guy? You've already talked about it, but let's come back to that because we don't want to be that guy. You've already told us we've got the company, we've got the product, we've got the need. It's all here, right? It's all here. How do we end up not as that guy um, to where we go out there and we take some action steps out of here? Uh, and maybe even part of that, I think you would say, I've watched you in some very busy seasons of your life. And not, not saying this is the first thing you're going to say, but you might I'd ask you if you could include this maybe somehow in it as we wrap it up. Um, one of those things is I've watched you be disciplined at being at events. I mean, I've watched that even in busy seasons of your life. I know you would not be sitting here with this size business, with the kind of leaders you have in your team, if you did not treat, for example, convention as a priority. You and I are close enough that I've, we've watched each other wrestle with the challenges of life, you know, and how we've made our decisions. We've watched each other do that. And I've watched you make the investment, even when it was just not convenient and did not make sense in the moment, you know, maybe financially, time-wise, logistics, but yet you did it. So, you know, people have a choice to make right now this month on that, on that decision alone. Are they going to be at rally? Are they going to promote rally right now? You know, are they going to be at convention? The ticket price goes up if it's not sold out, right? So anyway, will you help us as we land this plane? Let's make sure that none, nobody on this call ends up like the guy who wanted to make a million dollars but still making 40. Yeah, you know, to me, what I, my takeaway was that him was he, it was his escape from reality dream. It wasn't an actionable dream. And a dream without action is that. It's your escape from reality dream, which, like I said, nothing wrong with that. Knowing what it is is really important. He didn't break it down with steps. And I actually gave him different business plans that would have helped him achieve that. And he, no, no, no. He was looking for that pot of gold, not the system to create it. And that's why I looked at Neolife and there are so many tools out there already. So I'm not going to reiterate, you know, the three basics of use the product. You know, I'm not going to go over all that because that's the foundation. You look at any good coach in football, what does he say? We got to get back to the fundamentals. We got to get back to the fundamentals. There's nothing that exotic or weird about building a million dollar business. It's really getting in and doing the basics and getting better at doing the basics. I, I, so many times I think of Alan Blaine and Nicole, who are such stellar examples for our whole organization on the fact that they get up and they do the basics. They just do them better every time they do them. And he's grown so much from speaking to presenting to you name it. He just continues to do those basics. And when you do those basics, you start hitting double hitters, triples, home runs. You start getting better and better at scoring. And that's what I look at with this business. Go back and look at the tools. Josh, you created videos that explain every step of the way. Alan's created videos. I know probably Louie has them for his team. There's so many people out there who have created tools that you can start becoming very familiar with. And then, you know, Josh, Alan, you and I know, know your numbers. If you want to do a million dollars in revenue, that's 83,300 and some odd dollars a month. You start breaking it down to what it really is. That's not a crazy big number when you think about it. That's actually quite small number. When you start thinking about it over a whole year, it's that accumulative bet. It adds up to a good, solid income. And so break it down into practical steps and then start doing those steps and don't quit. Nobody's ever made it to where the diamonds are by quitting. You have to continue to get up and continue to do it. And over time, you start to see the increase. I mean, all of us love the compound effect. If you don't know that book, go get it. Read it. Amazing book on doing the right thing, small things, not life-altering things when you look at them. But over a 30-year period, they're definitely life-altering. And so give yourself time to learn the business. I think a lot of times people come in thinking it's a lottery ticket. It's not a lottery ticket. It's a business. Learn how to be good at helping people get on the product. Learn how to become good at sharing the opportunity and helping people understand the opportunity. 
and then help people build a business that is something they can carry on to the next generation. I'm amazed at how solid this business has been. When you look at the um, catastrophic failure rate in businesses that are out there, and you look at 2020 alone, where over 50% of small businesses, some say higher than 65% of small businesses disappeared, and yet most people in your life, their income went up. And so when I look at that, I say, how do we do that? You break it down into these steps, you go over the information that has been given to us over and over again, and then you start to apply that information. Make that information your own, though. That's the thing is, I can't be Alan. I can't be Josh. Nobody can be someone else. Make it your own. Become very good at sharing this stuff in, in a way that people know you're talking to them and not their wallet. I think that's the number one thing. When, when people send you mm. talking to their wallet, nobody likes that. You've all had that car salesman or shoe salesman that they're just looking for the sell. They'll say anything to get you to buy. Don't be that person. Be that person that comes along and provides information and helps people. And over time, that compound effect is going to be massive. Wow. Uh, Dwight, this is just so many nuggets here. Thank you. Folks are saying they want to listen to this call a second time, uh, a third time. So I want to remind folks that definitely watch it here where you can comment and engage and all. But you know what? If you want to hear it a second time, you can listen to it by podcast where you can listen to it um, while you're driving down the road, while you're going for a jog. So that might be the way to get it the second time uh, via podcast. So it goes up there, so many opportunities to be able to consume this content. Um, Dwight, this is amazing. My only regret is, wow, it's going to have to go ahead and, and wrap this up. So thank you for asking, answering those, all those questions. Um, thanks for pouring so much into this to everyone, not just your team, but I love this family, how we're, we are a family, you know, and we're really about seeing everybody rise to the top, and I love what um, your, your heart in that matter, you and Marilee. Um, congrats on, by the way, a business that's doing like $2 million a year. I mean, speaking of a million, how about $2 million? Um, so incredible and growing. Yeah. Um, are you going to be at convention? Are you going to be at rally? Well, yeah. We're planning on, one of the things we do is we buy the tickets at the event that we were at. And so it's a whole lot easier if you do it in advance buy it, put it on the schedule, and don't, once again, you don't go on vacation by, by waking up on a Tuesday saying, I think I'll go on vacation on, on Friday. You know, you plan these things in advance. And so same thing with the uh, conventions and all of those events. Marilyn and I have made a commitment to be at those, and uh, it, it's, it's a big priority to us because we just have so many people there that we love, and we, we love being there. And just hearing the science, my goodness, I wouldn't miss conventions. Liz Applegate and um, John Miller and all the different scientists, just walking away with the new information they give you, it, it makes you feel like you just put on a bulletproof vest, that you can just walk into any conversation knowing that the science is real, the products give results, and there are benefits. Like, you know, Dr. Arthur first said way back when, we don't just sell supplements, we sell results. These, these products change lives. And so, yeah, definitely we're going to be at convention. Um, I'm looking forward to being there. The, the hotel's just a side attraction. We like being there for the people and for the information. And you can't leave a convention not being on cloud nine. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, Dwight, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Marilee. And uh, shout out to your entire beautiful team that's engaged in this call, engaged with everything you're sharing. Oh, she, there she is. Hey, Marilee. <laughs> Hi. Happy New she Year. She walked in, so I had to put her on the camera. <laughs> Congrats on an awesome year in 2021, and I know that 2022 is just gonna you and the organization are gonna take it to a whole other level. Thank you. We appreciate you, Marilee. You give so much, and your team Hi. is so grateful, and all of our Neoli family appreciates both of you guys. Well, thank you. Yep. All right, folks. <laughs> you, well, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. So I just want to say this in closing. Please go to neoliferally.com, get your rally tickets, start promoting it right away, take this energy, take this enthusiasm. If you can get 100, 300, 500, I mean, y'all, think a number that, think a big number, it's free. And we're giving away tons of stuff. So, like, take your number to the next level. Like, you can do it. I'm sitting here, y'all know, I'm running a campaign. I'm sitting there using my moments. I'm sitting there sending text messages out, sending links out. You know, watch this. Here's the go sign up for this. 
take the image. We've emailed it out. We've sent content out there. You need to go back, check your emails, go on our Facebook page, get the images, like go out there, like promote. Look, Nada, ask Nada if she posts um, what she's sending people to the, uh, to the, under the comments. Go check that out. I mean, it's not rocket science, but she has a picture of the gift that we're giving out. She has a little blurb that she texts, and then you can text tons of people and invite them to join us for a rally, and then go sign them up yourself as soon as they say yes. So I want to encourage you, take this enthusiasm, this mindset. you got your mindset right now. It's time to take action. So get people to rally. Get people registered for convention. Like Dwight says, you haven't already bought your ticket. What are you waiting on? Buy it now. Like don't say, well, if, it gets, if I get my business to here or there. No. First thing is you can't teach what you know, don't know. You can't leave where you won't go. You can't inspire your team if you won't do it yourself. So it's time to do. Do more, right? Do more. Um, so I want to encourage you to get your tickets to rally, get your tickets to convention, okay? You do that. I can't wait to be in the front row seat, all right? I won't, I won't be there in an official capacity. I'm going to be there like you guys, right, as a Neolife promoter. That's how I started back at 18 years old, and uh, now that is – I'm just still helping finishing up some things here um, at corporate, but I'm no lo- longer the vice president. I'm your friend. I'm just a promoter. Um, I'm just here because I said, hey, I'm going to stay on a little while longer, even beyond, just to help transition things out. Okay, that's why I'm here. So you're, I'm talking to you as, like Dwight, just another promoter. And I'm just saying, I want to be on the front row watching you step up. I want to see you take it to a whole new level. I want to see you on stage saying, I was on that call with Dwight. And Dwight had me playing and got me excited about I'm the CEO of my own business. It's my business. Why am I not treating it like anything is possible? and getting to work. So I want to hear you talking about that, and I know that the action steps right now is rally, get people to rally, get people to convention, right? You do that, it's all going to take off. Dwight, any final comment? You came back for a second. No, I was just smiling and getting, smiling and getting inspired. <laughs> all, right. all right, guys, love you all. Make it a super ultra awesome, fantastic week. See you guys, bye-bye.